another episode of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast that looks back at the cartoons of yesteryear of our youth and sees if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is all too often the case. My name is Sean. And Chris. And today we are going to be continuing our discussion about Back to the Future, the animated series. favorite movies that we've that I've ever watched. I watched this movie so often as a kid. I have the box set at home. I watch I could watch this I could watch the movie series at any time. This show beyond not the case. Uh Sean and I were talking about this. You know, we we tend to record one or two of these episodes actually at, at a time uh, cuz it's easier for us to to kind of discuss in that way. But what we what we were talking about on the break is this show was just so fucking boring. It's just yeah. so fucking boring. It's like I, it's it's offensively boring with with a with a with a subject matter as interesting as time travel and we, characters as interesting as Doc Brown and Marty. We have we have some seriously interesting and even fucking Biff Tannen is interesting. Biff I is mean, Biff is funny. Biff is a funny character, and they 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 knew they him. relegate him to like nothingness. Yeah, it's just such a. He's a it's just he's, so. I'm I'm frustrated with how I mean. Okay, so Ghostbusters is to Sean is Back to the Future is for me. I love Ghostbusters. I cannot. If you have ever asked someone what their favorite movie of all time was, and they think, you know, they have to think because usually no one no one has that on the tip of their tongue. For me, for me, Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. I can watch it at any time, anywhere. Still find it hilarious, even though I've watched it at least a hundred times. And and for me, it, any of you out there who know me, um, most of you probably don't. Um, but for those of you out there who know me, know that I tend to not watch rewatch movies. I just don't. I watch things one time and then I'm done. Unless it's a very select few. I, I can watch. I can rewatch like Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I can rewatch a bunch of classic uh, Maltese Falcon and some of these older films. I love to rewatch those. Um, but but for the most part, I tend to not rewatch stuff. Back to the Future. I will rewatch all day. All day. I, in fact, I have done it before. I have watched Back to the Future several times in the same week. I love Back to the Future. Even the third one, which is not even very good. And I don't There's even... some funny parts in the There are one. funny parts to it, and I don't even care that it's not in, not all that great. It's got ZZ Top, for fuck's sake. I, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'm telling you, Back to the Future's my jam. I love Back to the Future. And so this show is just so goddamn frustrating. It's offensive. It's like, okay, so it's like... The Ghostbusters, to me, I love that show. The Ghostbusters cartoon, which we are definitely going to do at some point, is is entertaining and good and funny and and keeps the keeps the 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 the, the tone of the movies. I have a surprise for you when we do that episode. By oh, the way. good. Yeah. Well, well right. I won't discuss it, but I but I have something for yeah. you. So so so, so, so that's the thing is that the Ghostbusters cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, the one the one that was, uh, I want to say it was like 89, 90, whatever it was. It was early nineties, late eighties, or both. Um, it's entertaining as hell, just like the movie. If you like the movie, you would love the friggin' cartoon. The same cannot be said about Back to the Future. If no, you like the so movie, if you like the movie, you're probably gonna not like the cartoon. Yeah, this is just. It's it's not that it's te- okay. We've done several shows now that have been like not great. We we've done a few like Darkwing was awesome. I wish we could. I I mean we could do an entire show just on Darkwing. Turtles wasn't bad either. It's got its moments, but but. You know, we did we did My Little Pony and Legend of the Zelda, for instance, and those those are bad. Like those are cringy bad. This is just it, it's it's like offensively bad. It's a no. It's, it, it's you know what it is. It's not as bad as the other ones, but it's bad in a different way. It's bad in a different way. It's not as bad of a product, but because it's just so mediocre, it's more frustrating. Like you know, I ex, I ex. I knew what I was getting into with those other two. Yeah. I knew they were bad. You know, what? I knew almost nothing about this. I don't remember this from when I was a kid. Yeah, that's um, the thing is, is I was aware of this show. I want to say I even watched it a handful of times because maybe. I remembered it. But it wasn't a show that I watched with any regularity. I don't. I I think I remember channel surfing once. Yeah, maybe once where I saw a commercial for it and I thought, oh, that's really cool, and then I never saw it. Yeah, um, or maybe I saw an episode or two. I mean, it's a CBS in '91, so it's just like around Dino Rider time. It's possible. Yeah, but but I don't I don't have any recollection of this show, and I'm really 
up until today, I was glad that I didn't. <laughs> um, and now that I know it, it could, it just, it's such, it just ruins it for me, Sean. It just ruins it for me. So let's let's go ahead and discuss. Do you want to discuss this next episode? Number four. I'll, I'll go ahead and read the synopsis for us here. Um, the episode is called Witchcraft, and it debuted October 5th, 1991. And in the description, it says that uh, Marty catches Jennifer talking with a school jock named Kelp and assumes she is dating behind his back. What the fuck kind of name is Kelp? Jennifer needed. <laughs> Jennifer, who has been tutoring the jock, tries to explain the situation, but Marty Hold does on not listen to her. Hold on. You don't know that she's tutoring him. Uh, exactly. Okay, so the... We're, we're pulling some, some descriptions for the show from Wikipedia uh, because for this episode we're kind of trying something different. I, I don't like these descriptions. Yeah, because um, they, 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 they give, ruin everything. They give you information that you don't know at the beginning of the episode. They ruin it, yeah. So she, she tries to explain the situation, but Marnie does not listen to her, even though she doesn't explain that she's tutoring. So while the Browns are in Egypt, a spear damages the flux capacitor, and they are flung into another time. All, Marty, the, Brown, all the Browns, by the way, are in Egypt. Yeah, all they're of all them. together. I don't know why, but... So Marty goes to the Browns' house and receives a message that Doc and his family are in Salem, Massachusetts during the Salem Witch Trials. Taking the DeLorean, Marty brings a spare flux capacitor for the train to Doc, but the DeLorean that Marty and Einstein are in is in the water and comes out. As Doc fixes the train, Marty, Clara, and the boys go to a town function. Marty spurns the advances of a young lady named Mercy, who is a tannin. Have uh, mercy. Have mercy. Uh, and she is accused of being uh, she accuses him of being a witch out of spite Marty is condemned for being a witch without being able to defend himself Marty is sentenced to the water test and Doc saves him with a makeshift scuba suit when Marty returns home he apologizes to Jennifer for making accusations without first hearing her side of the story yeah and so, that, that's the description I don't know if I like oh and then we, we look at a a, um, a science experiment on water pressure yeah, so uh, the th- I don't like that description because it gives away too much. Yeah, out of order. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this episode is that is that Marty is Marty thinks that Jennifer is essentially cheating on him because he sees her with this big meathead jock guy and they're flirting and, and then she says, "Oh, it's not what you think." Well, he walks and gives up, no explanation. Yeah, he walks up to her and he's like, "So I'll meet you at eight o'clock on Saturday." And she's like, yeah. And then Marty comes up. He's like, yo, Jennifer, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah, and he's all mad. Well, they're doing it in front of the clock tower. We get to see the clock tower. And I was, I, I had like a little... Press your mo- thumb. Save the clock tower, kid. Come on, thumb a few credits and save the clock tower. That's right. Uh, it's a historic monument. Well, you know, you gotta, you got to get ready for when the Cubs win the World Series again. right? Man, I wish I could go back in time and put a little money on the Cubbies. What did, you, what did you say? <laughs> See, okay, apparently I think Sean knows this movie about as well as I do. So. Yeah. Um, but I Marty, said I wish I could go back in time, <laughs> put a little money on the Cubbies at the beginning of the season. Oh, that God. movie did predict that Florida, uh, the uh, Miami, oh, yeah. Miami would have a baseball team. Yeah, it did. It did. Except um, it was like what the Miami Gators. Yeah, they call it something else, but yeah. whatever. Um, so Marty gets a C on a music appreciation test. This is the guy who plays guitar mu- for fun. Who plays good and really well, by the way. Yeah. He plays really well. Inspired friggin' Chuck Berry. Apparently he, well, apparently he takes Chuck Berry's music that he learned in present time, goes back in time, plays it for Chuck Berry's cousin, who then copies it and plays it as his own. That is a fucking paradox time loop. It is. I love these paradox time loops. <laughs> uh, that We could have a whole discussion on just that. Uh, yeah. We probably will after the show. So we, so yeah, we get to see the clock tower. I was really shocked he got a C on a music appreciation test. Yeah. Um, and, and so... If you know, can't tell, we're a little more surly this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're about four or five beers in now. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so this big jock is talking to Jennifer, right? Like we were discussing, and he's all jealous. <laughs> he's so, so he's so big and stupid looking. He's literally like twice the size of Jennifer. But he's like a he's like a weird Biff clone. Yeah. And she pushes him into the water. She pushes him in. She pushes Marty into the water. Yeah. She pushes Marty in the water, and she goes, "Marty, dry up." And I, you know what I thought of? I thought. I bet you shot will like that joke. You know what? You know what I thought when I saw that? I thought that his his outfit was gonna dry, like in Back to the Future 2. That would have been awesome. I was waiting for that. I was like, drying mode no, see, activated. It's, it's it's the little things like that 
that fuck up this show. They could have done that. There was nothing that prohibited them from doing that. They could have done it. There's so many of those where they're like, we can make, like, we could put these, like, little homages into the show or whatever. Like, there's scenes where Marty's running away and they could show him pumping up his airs. he's using the same shoes. He's using those self-lacing shoes. Yeah, he could have, we could have had a moment, but we don't. So, Marty, turn um, out your pockets. That's the style these days. We used to wear onions on our belt. It was a style at the time. God, I can watch that movie. You know what? Maybe after this, let's watch Back to the Future. Uh, BTTF. So, so they, the Egyptians are. You know, they're, they're, as we mentioned, they throw the spear and the time train and all. Oh, that. you want to know why? Things. Because because somehow Vern graffitied all over the fucking oh, Sphinx. That's right. They graffitied on the Sphinx, and then they're they're confused why they're being punished. Yeah, why, they're, like, why they're being even, chased? I don't even so, know how you got that much paint or whatever he says. And, oh, and so so then we get to a present time, and Marty skates to the Browns' house, and he gets a dog bath where he gets in that. Remember that uh, that German dog massage thing? It's also yeah. a bath. Yeah. So he gets a dog bath, and then uh, Marty Marty a goes scratch so, and sniff postcards. Yeah, I wrote that down. What the fuck is a scratch? He's like, oh, this is one of Doc's scratch and sniff postcards. Like, no, it's a scratch and view postcards. What? It, whatever. It's a no. It's a okay. Scratch, scratch and, and listen. That's what it was. It was a scratch and it's listen. It's su- such a worthless invention. Such a worthless invention. Well, so, this is the guy. This. You know what? You know what it reminded me of. It reminded me. Well, think about think about back in the day where, or back in the day, back in um, the first episode where Einstein has that thing. Oh no, I'm thinking of. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Where the okay, dog, we talked about where the dog too. had the the dog had that little invention where he could like hit buttons and it like gave him food. That's essentially what Doc invents. He invents giant. What are they called? Giant uh, the machines, the um, the uh, the big co- co- complex machines. Oh, are you talking about a, a, a Rube Goldberg? Yeah, they're Goldberg machines. Doc yeah. essentially invents sophisticated Goldberg machines it, that mostly do nothing. Which is so, what Rube Goldberg machines so, do. Uh, well, Rube Goldbergs are cool, though. They're, they're visually stunning and awesome, so yeah. leave me alone. So they end up back in uh, September 23rd, 1692 in Salem, Mass., and they, they fly without looking um, because they have a map in the way. So these are people that travel through time on a regular basis. You would think that they would go, hmm, we're traveling through time. Let me stop. Let me look at the map, and then we'll continue. Well, or, hey, I've fucking been here before. Well, see, I'm when not- you have a flying car, you probably don't have to worry too much about running into things. Okay, and also, the flying car can levitate. So when they got into the future, why didn't they just stop so levitating? Throw the thing, in- thing into park? Yeah, no, throw it into neutral and just sit there and float. And then they could have figured out where they were going. But instead, they're looking at the map that crashes them in the water. Well, this, so this, they go this, into show, the just, to this see- show dumbs everyone down. Oh, no, it totally does. And they go up into this town... Um, and there's a super uh, oppressive Puritan lifestyle. Oh yeah, big um, time. So so Marty ends up in the future and uh, well, past. He ends up in the yeah. Past. Sorry, and he goes into the past and, and he's with them. And so Doc uh, takes him to the family cabin and there's kids playing with a stack of hymnals, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh yeah, it's like oh um, we're gonna play stack the hymnals, and then Jules is like a complete asshole about it. He's like, with my knowledge of geometry and whatever else, I'm far superior. Yeah, he jacks himself off in the corner. Yeah, he's such a little. I don't know. He's he's the. They write him to be such a dick in this show. And he is. Um, well, he is. You know, so they're stacking hymnals, and there's a scene where they, they go to this, like, party, and Biff has a daughter. They don't explain it's a Biff daughter. Yeah. But but there's this Biff daughter who, like, full-on, like, propositions Marty to, oh, like, and go and have sex out in the, like, out in the moonlight. So she is the same, she's the same person that's talking to Marty in the in the beginning, when he's talking to a girl in the beginning of the episode, he's talking to a girl in the beginning of the episode. Oh, right. Okay, so in present day, when he gets rejected, there's this girl who, like, wants to, like... She wants to bang him. She wants to bone Marty. And she's like, oh, does this mean we can go on a date now, now that he's been... And he just, like, walks dumped. away. Yeah, and he walks away. So it's you're right. It's the same animation, same voice. Same girl, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think they just... They decided to work this voice actor into the episode more, so... Yeah. It, it, um, you, you, you skipped over the part where Marty finds out that Doc is essentially a trash man for the... Yes! For, for the town. Yeah, so he collects like rotten fish heads and yeah. all kinds of like. Yeah, Biff Biff walks up. Goodman Tannen walks yeah. up. He goes, Goodman Brown, you failed to take, you failed to collect my refuse and distri- and distribute it somewhere or whatever. Yeah, he was supposed to throw it away. And so, so Doc, they, they make a mistake. They have a like a essentially more Doc Brown ineptitude. And the thing flies up into the air, and lands on Biff Tannen. Now yeah. he's all pissed and offended. Yeah. So. 
So they get to this party, and she offers her essentially offers herself. Oh yeah, I said. I, I said, mean, no. I mean, this is not okay. Zelda was a lot of like innuendo and stuff. This is full on like, um, basically, let's go fuck. And no, so uh, and look, he turns her down mostly because I think he has no idea what the hell's going on. No. So I wrote down. I wrote. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like I wrote down that Marty meets a Puritan whore who's this girl Mercy. <laughs> and he acts like an idiot because she is a whore. She's like, okay, oh, but think about that. She's Marty. a Puritan whore with the name Mercy. Yeah, no. So, um, so I wrote, I wrote down that I wonder if he cheats when he time travels because is it cheating if your girlfriend isn't born yet? Ooh, yeah. I mean, yes, uh, but but like that's a weird paradoxical question to ask. She's not. She doesn't even exist. How can you cheat? But to him, she exists. But that's that's you know what. Who cares? It's like saying, it's like saying someone who's schizophrenic. The voice exists to them in their head. Are well, that's true. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because he, well, Sean, no, in that case, you should drill a hole in your head and just listen. Right? That would have worked to if let you the aliens come out. That would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> uh, no, so he he gets because he gets super excited when Mercy comes onto him. He was like he does a fucking dance. He, he's like yeah, but then, he, the, but then he finds out that it's Biff's daughter, and, and then he's, he's like, like, whoa, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Which means one, he's willing to cheat on his girlfriend. That's what that's what that's what prompted the whole discussion because he looks like he's down to fuck. So he yeah, so so Marty's like full DTF and he's ready to cheat on his girlfriend, and then he finds out that it's a Biff kid and it's he's a like, tannin, eh, yeah. It's like ah fuck it, I don't want it. I'm yeah. good. Which is I mean, she doesn't look like a Biff. At the bare unless minute, she smells and, and unless she smells like a Biff. And le- at the uh, bare minimum, he could pump and dump and then just go. To the front. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he's like, you could be a Time Lord, Attila the Hun, and just go through time and just bang chicks. You know, it's and funny, then everyone looks like. You. Well, it's funny you say that because Attila they they've done genetic research and and it turns out that. Uh, the number of kids that he had is the most prolific, like genetic. Isn't he has it the most prolific. Like one in ten people in Asia are related, to- <laughs> not just Asia, but Europe. <laughs> so, so pretty much the eastern half of Europe, and then most of Asia, like one in ten, is related to Genghis Khan. I tell they, you, they, oh, is they, it Khan they, or Attila? Uh, um, it's Genghis Khan, right? I think it's uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but still, whichever whichever one of those guys that fucked one, all those it's bitches. one of the cons. Yeah, but so he could essentially be the Time Lord version. Yeah, um, and, uh, <laughs> that's which, what I would. That's what I, mean, I would do if, if I had he a time was, machine. If he was single, I mean, I'd have. I, personally, I I I'd have huge issues. But but still, at, at a certain point, though, you would reach a you would reach a uh, scenario where like a saturation point. Yeah, where. The probability that you're having sex with a distant relative of yourself <laughs> is a hundred percent. Yeah, which means like you could be having like you could be having it with your great 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 grandmother, which that, would that be re- really creepy and weird. That reminds me of a, a thing I read about. Well, on, if you go far enough into the past, you technically would be. Well, no, that reminds me of a that reminds me of a a, a thing that I read about about someone who did like you know the game The Sims. They did some thing where. They uh, they took their sim and they systematically had them impregnate everybody in town, and then they said at a certain point the sim would not flirt really? with another person, and they couldn't figure out why, and it's because every single person in that town was, was related, related to, to them, <laughs> so they wouldn't flirt with the they wouldn't flirt with the women anymore because it was some distant relative of his. So he created a British monarchy version of the Sims. Yeah. <laughs> Big sloped forehead, giant nostril. Buck two, yeah. yeah. Bl- literal, awesome. literal blue blood because oh. they're genetic defects. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we've kind of gone way off the deep end. Yeah, so, we we so, completely veered off on a tangent. Yeah. So he so he rejects Biff's daughter, and then um, she gets offended and tells people that he's a witch because um, he goes outside and, and he's, he's playing talks, a harmonica. He plays a harmonica and he's to a dog, and he talks to a dog, and they yeah. say he's communicating with a devil. He did some dance when she came onto him, so she wa- he walked in and he did some. He claims it was one of James Brown's best moves, and he like dances around her. But it has not, it didn't look anything like a James Brown move. Yeah, yeah. So, so the cue the the water the water testing witch trial, which I had mentioned. Well, no, it's first it's a te- first it's just like an actual trial. Yeah, it's like an actual cool trial and where where they just basically have people come up and and say why they think it's a witch, and they go guilty. He's a witch. And he's yeah, like, and Marty Marty gets his comeuppance about. He's like, wait a minute, you've never even heard my side of the story. How can you say I'm guilty? And then he like does the thing where he's like. Oh, that's what I did to Jennifer. Dang oh, it. Shit. Womp, womp. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he has, like, this moment where he realizes what he did. So they do this water test, and they... Okay, so this is kind of funny, because 
they do this water test, and I mentioned the water test, I think, in an earlier episode uh, where we were talking about how to tell if somebody's, like, telling the truth or not or whatever. So, th- yeah, this is, like, one of those ones where they're like, well, if you sink, you're not a witch. And if you and if you float, then you're a witch, and we're going to burn you at the stake. Yeah. So, so we're either going to burn you to death or we're going to drown you. Yeah. Heads, I, so, heads I win, tails you lose. So he's handcuffed, basically, and they drop him in the water, and he sinks like a stone. Wait, before, before and wait, that. And meanwhile, Doc and Jules and the family... They, they come up with a plan, but nobody fucking tells Marty. That's what I was going to say. So Marty thinks he's going to his death. Yeah. He must have been terrified. He I'm sure he has some PTSD from this. Yeah. Because he goes in the water and he's panicking and thinking he's going to drown to death. And it's about 30, 45 seconds before they come and get him. Yeah, because Clara, Clara straight up is and They like, turn the DeLorean into like a submarine and they get him and come back to the future. Yeah, because Clara and Vern are with Marty. And then Doc and Jules are in the DeLorean. So Clara and Vern are like, eventually they're like, well, Marty, you know, peace out. It's been nice knowing you. And they just fucking walk away. And Marty's like, whoa, where the fuck are you going? Hey, guys, come back and save me. And then, <laughs> like, and that's what I wrote down is that Clara leaves knowing that they're going to save Marty. But Marty doesn't fucking know that. How no fucking idea. cruel is that? He just no thinks idea. he's going to die. Yeah, so he's like, well... Uh, I'm just gonna die. And, so nice he, and you, can you, see, you can tell he's like kind of panicking, and yeah. they're like, "Well, we we'll save him, but we won't say anything." So yeah, so they save him. They, they rescue him underwater, and then all the Puritans just they they see that the bubbles came up, and that they think he's dead, and they're like, "Oh, oh, we put we put an innocent man and to it's death." Like, oh, that changed our mind. No more witch trial. Yeah. So I, was, I wrote down that the uh, the Browns save or the Browns stopped the Salem witch trials. Yeah, bogus. No, it was the uh, the the ones that were all hung from the tree that did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so then they end up in the present. Marty apologizes to Jennifer, uh, who was only tutoring, and then we get a live action about how about that. Um, it's like a water test, right? For, for water, water pressure. pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Doc talks about water pressure and how like there's more water around you. It's more pressure. Then cut to Bill Nye, and he does an experiment with a with a uh, two, two liter, liter bottle, bottle of coke. And he they drill holes that are taped up, and then he untapes them, and the top hole is like just petering out. The bottom, the middle hole is shooting out farther, and the bottom hole is like shooting way afar. Oh, so this is what I remember. So so when they cut back to live action, Doc, uh, Doc makes reference to the the animation, and he goes, "How about that same water test?" That thing was all wet. So, yeah, it, it, you can't hear, but you, well, maybe you can. Sean just slapped his forehead. It was, it's, it was so bad. It's so bad. So we get another uh, instructional, and then credits and a Biff joke, and um, Bill, Nye and then that was it. So, yeah, moving on to episode five. Oh, something to note: when it was on CBS, this show apparently Where's Waldo aired right after. I kind of want to watch that. I didn't even know there was a Where's Waldo cartoon. I didn't either until I did my research, and then I discovered there's a Where's Waldo tattoo, uh, cartoon. Maybe maybe let's do that in a... Not the next one, but like far off in the future. So so episode five is called Roman Holiday, but I didn't know this because I just went off of the episode title. It yeah. is also known as Swing Low Sweet Chariot Race, which That's, is a fucking slave song. Why would you name something after a uh, slave song? Because this is written for white children in suburbia, Sean, in the 90s. So. Swing Low yeah, so, Sweet Chariot So it debuted race. October 19th, 1991. With Marty as company, Doc heads to ancient Rome to return overdue library books. That's not true. Which is not true. It's research. It's research papers. Jules and Vern overhear their father talking about the arcades and stow away in the DeLorean to play the roaming, quote, video games. Um, the boys have been forbidden from leaving the house because they were grounded from using their father's latest invention, which is a holographic device to cause Marty to crash into a uh, invention. Pile of, of trash. Do- yeah, pile of trash, basically. So Jules and Vern accidentally end up with Doc and Marty in ancient Rome, approximately 36 AD, which is actually true. Because yeah. this is one of those ones where like the science and the show make sense. Yeah, we'll get um, into that. So once there, Marty insults Bificus and is challenged to a chariot race. Doc is mistaken for a rebellious slave and is going to be thrown to the lions. The boys run amok in ancient, uh, ancient Rome and end up meeting Judah, who is a slave, who helps them get out of trouble. In the end, Marty loses the race because Bificus must rise to power in order for the Roman Empire to fall. Doc uses his holographic device to avoid becoming Lion Chow, and the boys help Judah escape to become a free man. Marty switches places with Judah and rejoins, jo- uh, rejoins Doc and Jules and Vern, who are about to go back in their home turf. Yeah. So, this episode has a lot of stuff that a lot of things to talk about. 
Um, what, the first thing, like like Chris said, this is actually fairly accurate when it comes to the time frame because they say 36 AD. They show a Roman emperor at one point, but in 36 AD, they are exact on the time. By yeah, the way. 30, are, this is uh, this is like they did some real homework. Yeah, so 36 AD, the Roman Empire was. This uh, is pre-internet, so this is like uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, Encyclopedia so, Brown. Yeah. Um, so 36 AD, the leader of the Roman Empire was Tiberius, and Tiberius was succeeded by Caligula, which they reference in the episode. By the way, the movie Caligula, if you want to... Have you watched... Have you seen it? The one with... Uh, the it, one in the 70s? The with, one with... Uh, what's his name? McDowell? Yeah. Have you seen it? Um, it's essentially a porno with a, with, a, <laughs> with, a, with a general... With a really weak story wrapped around it. It's Yeah, it's, so it's like a weird softcore, like 70s... It's uh, not softcore. It's full-on hardcore. Okay, you're right. There is a full, there is a full, a full hardcore scene, but it, it's, uh, it was this movie done in the 70s by this Italian guy. Um, what's, who, his, what's his name? McDowell. What's his first name? Roddy McDowell? Not Roddy. No, no. Uh, anyway, keep talking. Anyways, so yeah, the, 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 the movie was this... Um, it was like, it was this dude's, this Italian director's wet dream is, is, is essentially... Malcolm whoa. McDowell. I yeah. don't know why I forgot that. Yeah, so, yeah, Caligula is this terrible movie, and uh, and it was directed by Bob uh, Guccione. That's right, Bob Guccione. So, the, if you want a kind of acid-trippy, kind of violent porno to watch with a group of friends, uh, Caligula is your film. Um, yeah. So, but they get the time period perfect, and yeah. I was... And, and, and this is one of those ones where we were talking about it, and I actually I knew that already. And so when I when I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" So it's kind of a cool like little yeah, nerdy so, moment. But they have in the live action, uh, Doc is eating pasta, but then he immediately mentions, "Oh, this is not um, the kind of food that they would have eaten at the time." Marco Polo didn't bring noodles to Italy until 1295 when he went to China. So thank you, China, because I'm Italian and I fucking love pasta. Yeah, I'm not Italian and I'll eat it all day. So. Um, yeah, so uh, Marty's on the hoverboard. He, uh, the, we mentioned the holographic projector thing in the in the trash. Um, so Doc needs to go to thirty six eighty to return his research papers, which is not, like a scroll. Yeah, it's just some scrolls. It is not a library books. I don't know who is writing on Wikipedia. Maybe we should change it, but it's research papers. I love editing Wikipedia. I know I do too. Actually, my favorite thing to do is to edit things on purpose that are false. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so. so. So Marty joins Doc while the kids uh, sneak into the car. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I wrote down that Doc's kids are fucking assholes. Oh, no, I mean, they maybe, maybe they're, they're just kids, well, but they're, they're, they, they get grounded for, for being dicks and, and causing Marty to... But they to also cr- get off of trouble all the time. Yeah. So I think what it is is like... It, it's, I can't remember where I fucking... So it's, it's like a parenting with no follow-through, which as a parent is super important. So Doc, I mean, like as I watch these shows, all I can think of is, first of all, Clara is never there. Yeah, she is an absent mother. So she is kind of an... I mean, she's a teacher and she's grading papers in one episode, but, like, that does not take up all of your time. So, so, and Doc is, like, a stay-at-home... Basically a stay-at-home dad who neglects his kids. Where does he get his money? Clara working. So Clara's working, Doc's Doc's doing his... They're in California. She's a member of the CTA. She's making good money. Oh, probably. But, like, he can travel back in time, which would be really an easy thing to do, to just go back in time... Um, mine gold in a place where gold was much easier to mine and bring it to the future on the current exchange rate and make a bunch of money. I didn't invent the time machine for financial gain, Marty! Are you... Yeah, I, I, I was going to go off on another, another tangent. That reminded me of something completely else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can't see Sean and I, but, but his mannerisms look like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I was kind of, you know, I just realized I was kind of doing like a, like a Bernie Sanders voice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Bernie Doc- Sanders is Doc Brown. They're the same person. They kind of are. Uh, maybe that's why I like Bernie Sanders because <laughs> he reminds me of Doc Brown. Um, so I yeah. didn't, I didn't invent capitalism from financial gain. From America, one percent. Uh, it's financial gain for everyone. So, so Marty joins them, and they they go back in time. But the kids, they they, they snow away. In, they snow in uh, using the projector. Is what, yeah, they so have, the they, device that they got in trouble for using in the first place is the device they used to get in the car. Yeah, and so they wander into the Roman baths, which all I can think of is, is uh, when are we just gonna see a bunch of like dudes like going at it? Yeah, um, no, one of the things that I I couldn't I couldn't gather. So they up until this point. They've portrayed Jules as the smart one, and he's like on par with Doc. He knows a shit ton of stuff, and Vern is. The and in later episodes too, but this one episode, he's a complete dullard too. Yeah, no, I said, I said, they talk. Doc talks about going to the Roman arcades, and 
I wondered how did Jules not understand what his father was talking about. The kid who can draw DNA on an Etch-A-Sketch doesn't know what the Roman arcades are. Yeah, and he's like, Roman arcades? Those probably have awesome video games. Even though they're back... 2,000 fucking Free electricity. years. electricity. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, like, it's just like they, they completely dumbed him down for the episode. No, they totally did. So they end up they end up messing up this massage for a fat dude. But what I thought was cool was everybody was speaking Latin. Yeah, they were at the did first. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah they, they were did. actually speaking. I mean, well, you went to Catholic school. I, I didn't. Uh, you, know what, you know what I like about Latin? Is that no it's one. It's a useless language? Well, that. Is uh, that no one alive today actually knows how to pronounce Latin. Because it's never been heard by a na- it's never been heard spoken by a native speaker, it's a dead oh, language. That's true. So yeah. nobody really knows, and all these people that are fluent in Latin, nobody really knows if that's how you actually say those words. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there's some. There's probably a good chance that that's how they've they've said. But there's think... no real way to tell that yeah. that's exactly how they said. Well, it. they they can do some kind of language. Uh, some kind of language historical. Yeah. If I say cog- if I say cognito ergo sum. Then that's how you would say that if you were speaking Latin now, saying "I think, therefore I am." But right. that might not have been how a Roman in the time of Caesar would have said that. Right? Maybe the emphasis was cognito or instead of cognito or cog- cognijo or something. You know? Yeah, I mean, they don't know like how to little... say. But but I mean, so, anyway, we're but, getting, that's off. Topic. Yeah, but but either way, so they they made a concerted effort for the characters to speak Latin. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, I kind of nerded out for a minute because yeah, I was I, I um you know I work in healthcare and we use medical Latin on a regular basis and I uh and then I I did choir and musical theater and stuff where you know we did a lot of stuff in Latin and I had these like kind of little moments where I recognized Latin words and stuff and you went to Catholic school so you probably had these moments too yeah. and Romani Patria Filia Spiritus Sancti yeah that's about as much as you got right yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I, I kind of had a, like a little nerd moment uh, when they were speaking Latin because I thought it was a really cool thing. They didn't have to do that. They they could have just had everybody speaking English, but they didn't. Ever- well, they did for – I mean they, they did that for about a minute and then Doc well, pulls there, – there's a scene later where, where they do it. They, he's got a translator Yeah, Doc pulls out, pulls out a Star Trek level universal translator. Yeah, he's got like a – and it's like the size of the one that you put in a Ferengi ear. You remember – you know what I'm talking yeah. about from DS9? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a big one that comes with like a handheld device that listens to it and yeah, translates it for you. Yeah, and so he so they use this universal translator, and then Vern gets caught by the guards. So Doc and Jules are in the quote frigidarium, which I am which never, is a real thing. It's a real thing. I was to say I had never heard of the frigidarium. Yeah. So uh, okay, I, I wasn't sure if that was real. No, that, that's a that's a real thing. They like would, they they had rooms full of ice. They they had rooms that were colder. They had the the Roman oh, baths. Okay, but I mean the way they depicted it in the show is like a room full of ice and snow. Well, it was it was the, the rooms were the rooms were it was colder because colder, because yeah. the room was underground and so yeah. they were they were operating off of the 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 native temperature of the the ground. Yeah. So but but the, in the show they showed it's like actually a room full of ice. So they introduce hot air to make fog and save Vern. Um, and then the guards make a um, a weatherman joke. <laughs> I thought funny. So they had this th- this th- this thing where they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that the weatherman." Blah blah blah. blah. And I thought, first of all, there's no weatherman. I mean, I get that they're trying to make a joke for kids to date, but kids that, like between seven and ten are not watching the weather. You know, it's funny. They too, don't is... understand. It's a dumb joke for even for kids. I didn't write it down, but one of the things that I noticed because they were the two guards, were big doofy looking guys. They were holding well, Vern, kind of biffy like. Yeah, but they they're were, not biff. They were both holding Vern, one on each arm, and they, as soon as the fog showed up, for whatever reason, they dropped Vern. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like well, oh, no uh, fog drop. Yeah, well, fog immediately makes your hands not be able to hold anything. So, um, so Buff challenges Marty to a chariot race um, and calls him uh, Unus Pulis, which is actually translated in Latin. I looked it up to one chicken. You are one chicken, Marty. Yeah. So, uh, but then, but then Marty counters. Nobody calls me a Pulis, um, which would have <laughs> been a it, it would have been a better usage within the if he had just said Pulis. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I I looked it up and I was like, they took the time. Somebody took the time. Because this is pre-internet, somebody took the time to go grab a book for like Latin, yeah, and pull Latin, it up, Latin and, English dictionary, and, and translate it, and be like, "Oh, that'll be a funny joke." Yeah, because um, that's the first time. That's the first time. Because that, that's a thing but, in the show. That's but a, again, that, a joke not for kids. Well, that's a that's a joke from the movies. That's what I'm saying. It's the first time so far in the series where someone's called Marty a chicken and has goaded him into yeah, doing or something yellow or something. Yeah, and nobody calls me. Nobody yellow. calls me yellow. Uh, make like a tree and get the hell out of here, Sean. It's make like a tree and leaf. <laughs> Hello, 
I could, I could, Hello in there! I can watch this over and over again. So. No, but before, like, one of the things that happens before, too, is, is Marty says a line that I think is hilarious, because watching this show, you think the same fucking thing. When he meets Bificus for the first time, he says, is there a tannin in every century? Yeah. And I, I have to say that the tannins are the most prolific breeders in all of human history, apparently. Yeah, as you mentioned before, they're like the, the Attila the Hun, or the, the, the Genghis t- Khan. Of- there are tannins in every country, in every century, in every... Yeah. Dif- differing timeline. They're line. the Genghis Khan of Back to the Future. So, so as they're running Does that away, mean that all the tannins are like rapists. They're just like banging whatever they. They pro- I mean, look at look at him. He's got that rapey face. So the kids and Doc try to um, they, essentially they, they try to get away, and and there's a scene with a Venus de Milo uh, arm loss joke. Did did you catch that? I did catch that. It was so stupid too because the guy had the guy had made the Venus de Milo, and. The hands were like retarded. They were like in a weird position. Yeah, they were all derpy. Yeah, yeah. And, and then so they and, so they they trip him, and then Vern grabs one of the arms. Um, he or he trips the guard with with an arm and makes a armed and dangerous. I was going to say, doesn't he make some stupid joke? Yeah, about he makes being an armed, armed and dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. So Ugh. so then the slave from the um, the original fat guy at the baths is is the one named Judah. And he talks like Charlton Heston because obviously he's meant to be Judah. Oh, well, well, no, 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 no I'm yeah. gonna say it. No. So, right from the beginning, okay, they say it at the end. It was a spoiler. I don't care. They right from the beginning, he's like, "I'm Judah." Yeah. And and, and with this full My name like is Judah, with this like full Charlton Heston voice. And so, I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious who he's supposed to be. But this is 1991, and they're making a reference to Judah Ben Hur, which was a movie. Uh, ben Hur, which came out in what the seventies, early seventies. I don't know. The, it, it, Sean can look it up. So it, you know, it's a movie that predates these kids by decades, decades. And and so, I, why do they put these jokes? Nineteen fifty nine. Fifty nine. Fuck me. <laughs> no thanks. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, also remade in twenty sixteen. I'll mail. I'll mail you a cantaloupe. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so before so, before he helps them, uh, Doc gets arrested because. Because Jules, I think it's Vern. Vern is talking to Doc about about uh, Judah. He's saying, "Why was that guy doing whatever the other guy wanted to say?" It's like, "Well, well, Jules, or well, well, Vern." It's legal to own slaves yeah. in Roman in Roman times. Uh, unfortunately, Roman times, the one percent owned slavery. They owned slaves, and they would get them to do whatever they want. And they're like, "Well, that's not very fun." He's like, "Well." Whenever there's a slavery uh, system in place, usually revolution soon follows. And then some guards over here and say, "Revolution? Are you talking about revolution or rebellion or whatever?" This is this is not the last time that there's going to be like a, a reference to that because that's a reference in the next episode too. Yeah. So Doc, as as Sean mentioned, Doc ends up um, in jail essentially. Yeah. So he he ends up in jail, and they all travel through the catacombs to try and save Doc. Um, so they end up doing this chariot race. And there's this Friends Romans uh, countryman announcer. Which Tiberius did command Mark Anthony. Oh, that's true. Because yeah. Friends Romans countryman, lend me your ears, is a line from um, Julius Caesar that Mark Anthony says in the Shakespeare. So Mark Anthony was commanded by yeah, Tiberius. But in Shakespeare, though. In Caesar from Shakespeare. Yeah. But, um, but the announcer is this weird blue guy. That's, um, yeah, Friends Romans. It's Roman- like weird, lazy uh, animation. Yeah. Or just trying to be creative poorly. I don't know. So he ends up getting thrown in the lines and getting saved, and they conspire to rig the race for Marty because because to lose to lose because as Sean mentioned uh, before he needs to lose because Bificus somehow ensures he is vital he, to the rise of he, Caligula yeah and Caligula ends the Roman Empire well they, he's, he the quotes are quote Bificus is vital to the rise of Caligula like no like real explanation but okay so you know the race is really boring. God, it was like really boring. It was I, such a long race. This this episode, I was getting sleepy. That I, I it was yeah, because I, I watched this last night. So Biff Biff messes with the wheels, but Marty fixes it using some like weird uh, thing that the doc thing had that set the up. Doc had set up, and Biff tosses Marty to the lions. Well, no, so so Biff wins. Marty's gonna win, but then yeah. But then Doc reminds him, no, you can't win. No, you need to lose so that we can have the fall of, like... You didn't earn that win. You need to distribute that win among all the 99%. That's right. So so he's got to lose. So Biff wins. So, so Biff loses. And or Biff wins, yeah. Biff wins, and then and then uh, the Emperor says, uh, Bificus, it's up to you. To decide to, what to do with that. He's like, well, this guy competed like a real true Roman. 
I am let's honored. He has he has the same eye. He's like he's he's got the honor of a true Roman. So yeah, let's fucking feed him to the lions. Yep, that sounds about right. So they they feed him to the Romans and then um they feed him to the Romans or yeah, sorry to the lions. Uh, yeah, to the lions and and they they end up saving him and then they give the chariot to Judah. Who reminds? And then he tells him his last name. He's Judah Ben Hur, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And then we're like, "It's like we're supposed to get it." But again, for the audience watching the show, there's no way that they would understand this. Like, there's Dad, no way. Dad, that's that movie you liked. That's that movie that you always cry about it. And then no, Biff gets he, thrown in the garbage again. Yeah, the Biff. The gets, yeah, well, because you know, in the movies, that's what happens. Yeah, so. it's manure always. Um, in the, they they can't have him going into horse shit though. So then we get live action of Doc sleeping in a hammock, and then we give we get a lesson about drag with the car and some uh, and, and a parachute, and 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 this is like Bill Nye like doing another experiment, but like we were discussing earlier, he looks both bored and excited at the same time. If that was possible, Bill Nye is the one who can do it. Bored sighted. Bored sighted. Okay, yeah, Sean just invented a new term. Exorb. So, so now we got the last episode. Yeah, we move on to episode six. Which is six, Go Fly a Kite. Which is, like, a nice way of saying, go fuck this episode. Yeah, basically. Uh, Jules taunts his brother Vern by saying that Vern must not be a biological member of the Brown family because he is not as smart as Doc and Jules. So Vern uses his father's photo invention and accidentally believes that Benjamin Franklin is his biological father. Taken. They never actually explained in that episode. Yeah, I didn't get that part either. They never discussed that. So they take the DeLorean back, and Vern interferes with Franklin's invention of electricity. But Franklin didn't invent electricity. I know. It was... I, I know. I know. Nature um, invented electricity. I, I know. It's just fail. So when all the electricity goes out in present day, uh, Doc, Marty, and Einstein trace Vern back to Benjamin Franklin. Doc saves Vern from falling off of a clock tower, and Vern realizes that he is Doc's biological son, and that he would still be loved as much, even if he were adopted. So, so that's it. The beginning of this episode, the live action uh, part of this episode, it uh, it uses clips from the original Back to the Future movie. Um, it shows the parts, the live action segment shows the parts um, from the end of the first Back to the Future movie where the lightning strikes the clock tower travels down the wire, and then Doc connects the uh, connects the the wires and sends Marty back to the future. And he talks about that in terms of electricity's importance to the world, and how Benjamin Franklin is essential to that. So this episode starts with Jules being a complete and total asshole to his brother. He does the classic thing with saying like. Like, like the description said, he does the classic thing of saying, like, you don't look like us. You don't, you aren't smart like us. Hey, br- hey, little brother, you're adopted. We found you in a basket. You're a bastard in a basket. Yeah, Jules, Jules is just an asshole. Jules uh, but, is but a complete the, asshole. But in the live action, uh, just real quick before you get too far away, they say that they're going to discuss 1852, which is a, quote, key moment in history. 1752? No. No, no, I... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, sorry. 1752. Oh, a say. key moment in history. Waka waka. Uh, yeah, waka waka. So, more dad jokes. But, uh, yeah, so they're they're playing a board game with Biff in it, which I thought was yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a weird game. Some sort of weird... Uh, like, it, it's game like, about the life of It's his... almost like it's like they're playing Monopoly or Sorry or something. There's some game they invented using holograms. Yeah. Um, so, Vern loses, apparently, repeatedly. And, and he now take... he has to take out the garbage for 750 weeks. Uh, 753 weeks, which I did the math. Is fourteen point four eight years. Oh, that's well, a dick move. Yeah, who who makes that kind of bet? Anyways, so uh, Jules claims he wins because uh, Vern is dumb, and um, that's why he says that you must not be related to okay, us. That that is a conversation where he cites phrenology. So for those of you who don't know what phrenology is, phrenology is the study of the size of the cranium and the brain in correlation to intelligence. And, uh, and 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 mental acuity and performance. My head's bigger, so I'm smarter. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It was like the shape of the head. Uh, it was my cerebral cortex is bigger, so I'm smarter. This is a this is like a pseudo field of science. It was like a pseudo medicine. Just like um, uh, what's what's the what's the uh, palm reading? But no, no what's it called? Uh, chronology? Chronology? I don't know. But <laughs> but this was like a, a widely accepted kind of uh, science. That was invented in 1796 by uh, by a German guy, and it was popular until about the 1840s. So, phrenology was essentially what Western society was using as an excuse to explain away 
uh, why racism and chronography. slavery. Uh, oh, chronography. It's palm reading. Oh, okay, but the, it, it, so phrenology is what they were using to explain away racism and slavery and why it was okay. Yeah, and so because so black is, people have weirder, different craniums. Supposedly, supposedly, according to phrenologists, which is bullshit. But, that's but why they, I'm a eugenicist and a and a uh, phrenologist. Oh Hitler! Uh, Excuse so, you, I'm Himmler. Oh, <laughs> whatever, they're so close. So, but like, this is the thing: is is this is the kid of Doc Brown, and, and he's supposed to be like. This is 1991-92. He spends too much time in 1929 Germany. Yeah, well, not even that. Phrenology was not even used past about the 1840s. It even stopped being used in the United States after like the 1850s. So past 1850s, they weren't even using it. So that means that for like. Uh, 100 and 140 years that it was completely irrelevant. Doc is still teaching it to his kids. Oh, good for him. So what does that say about Doc? Doc is fucking retarded. Uh, and maybe racist. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so then... George- you see, Marty, the fucking... The 1%, they have different brain shapes, so they're not as smart as us. Uh, yeah, I think you're picking the wrong candidate there, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so we you see... Up- I can't even... I was doing Picasso there. Uh, apparently, Sean Trump sounds like Picasso. Uh, <laughs> Picasso. So, so, Jules then claims that Vern is adopted, and Einstein is wearing fucking gloves. And I don't understand this. It's so um, that he can use his uh, opposable thumbs, because dogs that don't have them. That he doesn't have. And so they get called in for dinner, and whatever, and they, they have... Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Before... So, Vern goes to Doc... Vern goes to Doc and he says, Jules says that I'm not your biological son. Is that true? And Doc's like, oh, no, that's not That's you're. Of course you're my son. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, why don't you have any baby pictures of me? Well, hold on. Let me show you the baby picture. Let me and prove he, it to you. And he goes to prove it. And then the fucking dinner bell rings. And Doc cares more about eating food than proving to his son that he's that he biological loves and, and loves him. Right. And not just that, but like the info gets like, – all the info gets input into this machine – and so they go to dinner, and they have... So remember, all the info is input into the machine. They go to dinner, and then there's more of this, like, Vern being adopted shit. And then Vern essentially then goes back to the lab, and he... Or, or no, excuse me, Vern is still in the lab. And Vern thinks, because of the paper that prints out... with Benjamin So this, Franklin, this machine, this machine is able to take a picture of anyone at any point in history. That's what the machine is. Yeah, it can take a picture of, of an event or person in history... And they take a, it takes a picture, and Benjamin Franklin is holding Vern as a baby. Yeah, which means that Vern and therefore Doc Brown at least have met Benjamin Franklin. So that is important to remember. So keep that in mind for later. So <laughs> keep that in mind because it never comes back up. Ever. No, no, no. It technically, well, you're right. It doesn't. But I'm going to make a point about it in a second. So, so he steals the De- Vern steals the Delorean and nearly kills Benjamin Franklin when he goes into. Well, the yeah, because he thinks that Benjamin Franklin's his father. So he's like, "Fuck this fa- family. Fuck this shit. I'm going to go to find my real father." Right. And so because of that, all electricity is gone because he stopped the key experiment with a kite, which is bullshit. Because Benjamin Franklin did not invent electricity. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that he. He invented the lightning rod, which was a very important invention. Yeah, the electric not... the electric battery was invented in like ancient Sumeria. Yeah, they were doing experiments with electricity about a hundred years before Benjamin Franklin. They um, had batteries in in like ancient times with like those jars full. Yeah, of with sh- the jars, the Coptic jars going yeah. back like thousands of years. Uh, yeah, so he goes back and he meets Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin does not recognize him. At all, he's like, I so, don't know who the fuck you so are. So now, so this is this is where I get to that. I'm confused because Benjamin Franklin is holding Vern. Doc is saying that this is proof that you're ours somehow because Benjamin Franklin was holding you. I don't understand. But then they never discuss. In fact, several times Benjamin Franklin mentions he does not because he's going to meet Doc later. He does not know who Doc is. He does not know who Vern is. He does not know who Jules is. He does not know who any of these people are and he's just irritated by them being there. Yeah. So there's no explanation. So the paper, I don't I don't what does any of that even mean? It's called a, a I don't want to call it a MacGuffin, but it's essentially a MacGuffin because a MacGuffin is something you get. But this to thing point is point you in another it's almost yeah, to point you in another direction. Like, yeah. But but then it points you in another direction. It's like an artificially it's an artificially created goal that then goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And so so then they thinks that ben, he thinks Ben Franklin's his dad. But they, he, the, the thing is is that Doc and all the rest of the family don't know where Jules went. 
And they, they only figure it out because electricity died, and then that's somehow... They only, they only figure it out because Marty does a CSI stop, enhance. Yeah, like on a video. Stop, enhance. Yeah, he's like, hold well, on, they, we can figure out they, where he went. They lose electricity, Doc Wire, uh, he hooks everything up to steam power. They want <laughs> has to... Clara fucking shoveling coal into, like, into the, oven. the stove, yeah. Yeah, so, so Marty... He's powering sees, everything in the house. Marty sees the videos, like, wait, stop, rewind, and then he shows, okay, it's, uh, that's... Yeah, because some, somehow so. Jewel, or somehow Vern... Like sends a video message like, "You guys aren't my real family. I'm going to find my real family." Benji, yeah, whatever, whatever. I do what I want. I'm a ten gangs, whatever. And he goes back in time. So, yeah. Vern destroys Benjamin Franklin's lab because he follows him home. Destroys and, Benjamin Franklin's life. Yeah, basically he does. Um, but okay, Benjamin Franklin, the voice acting sounds like Mr. Howell from Gulliver's Island, right? Mr. Howell from Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island, not Gulliver's Island. Sorry. Go, uh, yeah, sorry, Gilligan's Island. Um, I couldn't read my own writing. So, um, yeah, Benjamin Franklin sounds just like Mr. Howell. Hmm. Go back and listen to it. He sounds just like Mr. Howell. I don't know if it's actually him or not. I'm Thurston Howell third. Anyone care to top that? So, Doc describes, uh, he comes to the door looking for, uh, for Vern, and he describes Vern to Benjamin Franklin using the metric system, which didn't end up getting adopted until the mid-late 1800s, and didn't even get adopted in France, where it was invented until uh, about 50 years after this event. Um, really? Yeah, so so yes. that was kind of weird. But then they have the British guard that's asking them if they're involved in a revolutionary plot. Yeah. Which this is 1752, um, so that makes no sense yeah, because there's no, sense. no like revolutionary plot at all. So this is like 20 years before. I mean, there were tensions, but like it wasn't bad. There was like a Stamp Act and stuff. Whatever, we don't need to go down revolutionary yeah. history. So Doc finds Vern and chases him out. Out of Benjamin Franklin's lab, and then Doc runs into a large bell that therefore cracks, and Doc creates the Liberty Bell. He he creates the Liberty Bell, which if you've been to Philadelphia or you know anything about the Liberty Liberty Bell, that's not what happened at all. Because of course Doc Brown is real, right, Sean? Yes, totally real. He's totally Um, real. So Vern falls from the state house, but he doesn't really fall. No, Um, what, what, what does Doc say? Doc says. Uh, Doc thinks he falls. No, no, he says. He, he says, uh, "My son's up on the Liberty, or my son's up on the Independence Hall. Independence Hall." And they're like, "He's uh, like, oh, that's, that's the not, old, that's the old, that's the old courthouse, that's the old courthouse." But Independence Hall is a kind of a good name. I like that. Except that wouldn't make sense because there's no Independence. Yeah. So, um, so he climbs up and he saves Vern, and then. Um, oh, this- you missed the part. You missed the part where Vern like runs away from Doc, out of uh, Franklin's house. And in the ensuing chaos that that uh, in, that happens after he leaves out the thing, and then Doc and then Doc tries to leave too, and he, all that shit collapses on uh, Franklin. Franklin inadvertently creates the rocking chair. Oh yeah, but he won't call it the rocking chair. He He's calls like, it the, the backseat forward seat. The, the, the forward backwards is yeah, the, or the ups, whatever the upsy daisy chair or something stupid. Yeah, he keeps calling it by something dumb. So, um, so this British guard then claims that that there's a tax. For hanging off of a clock tower. Yeah, he claims there's a tax for and, everything. And then a, a tax for disappearing, which I get was like the show's way of trying to like have this like sort of commentary about British taxing uh, the colonies and it being an overtax of the colonies. I'm guessing like 10-year-olds, 9-year-olds aren't gonna are not going to get that. And if you not know anything all. really about the whole process, most people didn't have an issue with the tax because most of the taxes applied to the wealthy uh, like merchant class. Oh, Whatever. I'm going to. I like revolutionary history. Well, we don't need to go there. So, so Marty and Jules, they save Doc and Vern, uh, and they use the train to do it. And then uh, Doc pollutes the air. Yeah, he somehow creates a storm and, like, seeds the clouds. Well, he doesn't really. He just, they use the the smokestack from the train to create uh, smoke and clouds. And then they're making noises and all kinds of special effects. banging on a pan for, uh, banging on a big giant pot for thunder. And then to trick Ben into thinking that there's a storm. And then they use the static machine to trick Benjamin Franklin into basically discovering electricity. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jules insults Vern, and then the parents seem not to care when they get home. Um, yeah, well, Jules insults Vern, but then he's like, whoa, I'm sorry, you're yeah, my the, brother. But the parents don't even care. They don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, that's how are, complex is start. That's why he, Doc needs some money to pay for fucking therapy for Vern. Oh, Vern's going to need a lot of therapy. His family's yeah. pretty messed I up. I find so. it super hard to believe that... Given the the uh, idea that Benjamin Franklin somehow didn't discover the nature of electricity that no one else in American or world history would have, 
Yeah, it, they don't. Yeah, there's like not a lot of explanation for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it, it um, does make a lot of sense. This episode is really weak in that in that regard. Like essentially, Vern. Runs it's a- not like the other episodes are any stronger. No. Vern mean, Vern runs away, thinks that thinks for no other reason than a picture printed out that Benjamin Franklin is his father, and then the the reason that he believes that Doc is his father is that. Doc shows that he really loves him, and he's like, he's like, oh man, if he wasn't my father, he totally wouldn't love me like he like he does. So he must be my father. And then he just switches back over, and he's like, oh no, Doc is my. Yeah, there's like not a lot of explanation for a lot of this stuff. So yeah. so you know, we get to the, to the live action, and they do a static electricity experiment using socks stuck together in a balloon. Yeah, literally, um, they do the they do the like you take two balloons, you rub one balloon on your head and they talk about like negative and positive electrons and how it attracts and that's 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 how it ends. Yeah, I mean that's basically how it ends and then we get credits and a bad uh, biff joke. Yeah. So at the end of it I, I didn't have my kid watch this. She watched the intro from one episode and she's like I don't want to watch it. So so That's she like a bad show. sign that a, the two and a half year old is like uh no. The musical intro was not enough, so yeah. So I and you know what you know what's funny is the musical intro is probably the best part of the whole fucking that, show. Yeah, that's the saddest part. That's the best part of the show. Yeah, I you know I would not recommend this because mostly because it's just so fucking boring. It's like it's like it's shitting. So boring. It's, it's like shitting on the Mona Lisa. It, well, I don't know if I would say Back to the Future Mona Lisa the same, but I mean I, I get would. what I get. What I would. I well, <laughs> I, I I get what you're saying, but okay, he drew some frumpy looking chick. You're saying well, that's not the same. It, it is a beautiful piece of art if you've been to the Louvre. It is beautiful. Oh, I thought you were talking art. about Back to the Future. It is a beautiful piece of art. Well, okay, uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Screw you. Leave them alone. But but no, I was talking about the movie. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, you know, the thing is, is this show is not good. It's just boring. It's not bad. Um, you know, a lot like the other terrible shows that we've watched in the past. I would say maybe if you want something to like drink and laugh at with your friends, maybe go watch a couple episodes because they're like funny to make fun of. But this was just boring. It was boring. It's just not pleasant. Yeah, and I think that the I think that the ratings probably highlighted that there was only thirteen episodes in each season, which is unusual for a cartoon at the time. Even usually, for a first season because yeah. usually there's like a, a 50, 60 episodes in the first season. Yeah, which means that they probably filmed all uh, twenty six episodes, and then the first episode was so poor that they said, "Well, we'll we'll just spread it out because we have these, and we don't have anything to fill the block yet." So, yeah, and it still it still is weird to me. And I don't know if there was some internal deliberations going on. It's still weird to me that they they got Christopher Lloyd for the live action segments, but they did not use him to voice the actual character of Doc Brown in the cartoon. I still don't understand that either because they got everybody else. I, I mean, my own uh, assumption is probably that, uh, you know, at the time, this is 91, 92, and he was kind of still a bigger deal. And so that may be why, that may be why he chose not to do it because he thought he was quote the shit or whatever or maybe he had some other project i don't remember him doing much else at the time but what, what was he doing at the time let's see uh, when he was suburban oh, commander and the adams family he was uncle fester oh that's right oh god he was awesome in, in that movie yeah um uh, he was Den- he was in dennis the menace in 93 but no in 91 he was in the adams family suburban commando um, oh, Back to the Future: The Ride! I remember that from friggin' Go. Or I remember that from Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. Biff steals the the the. It's not. A, it was not that great of a ride, though. No, it but made it, me so sick. Even uh, as a kid, when I got no motion sickness. That's but. all he was doing. So, all three things in 1991 is the Adams Family, Suburban Commando, and maybe it was the Adams Family. Who knows? Yeah, but it, at any rate, it, this is not a good show. It's just not terrible. It's just boring. Um, it, the the animation is not terrible. It's not great. Um, oh wait, there's a Back to the Future the pinball Dang. game. Um, I, I might have to go look that up. It came out in 1990. <laughs> I wonder um, if it's like a pinball game where it's just I, like I think, you would hit the bumpers and it would go great scope or uh, 1.21 gigawatts probably, uh, which I never get like why he mispronounces it and they don't correct it for the show. But whatever they don't. So, they, he actually says gigawatts a couple more times. So. But uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode. Oh it, yeah, it was not fun, not pleasant. But no, and but you know, not as bad as other stuff. Yeah, so. it was just sad, sad, sad. So <laughs> I think originally for um, what we were gonna do for the next episode was gonna be Galaxy Rangers. I, I oh, don't know Galaxy Rangers. Yeah, originally I was I was. How thinking, many of you remember Galaxy Rangers? Probably nobody. This is gonna be like all about Sean. Galaxy here, so. Rangers. 
Rangers. Yeah. I want to say that Galaxy Rangers had an amazing intro. It does. I will rewatch it all day. It's a great intro, but I have no idea if the show's still good or not. So I'll have to. We'll back, have to watch back it. In, back in the day when um, people actually cared about the intro to cartoons, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good back then. So, yeah. so Galaxy Rangers. So next Galaxy episode. Rangers, I think, is next. Um, or was it going to be Invader Zim? Are we going to do that? No, let's do Galaxy Rangers. Let's do Galaxy Rangers. Yeah, we'll do Galaxy Rangers, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So Galaxy Rangers for next episode. Um, this episode, I mean, despite the content, this episode's still been fun to 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 talk about. Yeah, I mean, Sean and I always have fun. Honestly, we would probably get drunk and hang out and do the shit anyways. Oh, uh, we do without... anyway. <laughs> yeah. We do anyway without the microphone. Yeah, we probably um, would do this regardless. So, uh, if uh, if you want to talk about this episode or or talk to us, get in contact with us. You yeah. can hit us up on Twitter. the uh, The Twitter handle is at remasteredcast at remasteredcast. If you want to email us. The email address is childhood remastered. That's childhood remastered at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook as well. Yeah, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash childhood remastered. Just search for childhood remastered. Talk about the episodes, talk to us, questions, comments, suggest an episode. Concerns, complaints, yeah. happiness, whatever you got. Yeah, definitely, if you want to suggest a show that we haven't done yet and you want to hear it, um, we're totally open to that. Uh, we're open to pretty much the entire pantheon of yeah, a, cartoons. A while, a while back, we did field some questions uh, from, from friends and uh, people acquaintances and we got some good suggestions i think of stuff that that might be good for us to do but you know we'll like robotech maybe maybe not rainbow bright i definitely think that would be good uh thundercats oh uh, thundercats yeah That's lots of, of nickelodeon stuff um, yeah. we might have a few uh people come and do a guest episode with us uh, further down uh, yeah. we've had we've had several uh requests yeah for that so um you know, if any of you are in the area and want to do an episode with us, maybe, uh, you know, give us a heads up on the episode before we do it. Yeah, and definitely. And contact us, and maybe uh, if, you, if you're local, we might be able to work something out. We're men of the people. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this has been fun. Yeah, this has been fun. And uh, for the record, this has been Sean. And Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. I hope you've enjoyed the ride. We'll see you next time. <laughs>